Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Timonini. And I'm Tell Me on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, how long have we been doing this show together? I can't remember exactly when you joined the Today on Broadway crew. I think 18 years. It's been about 18 years. Um, no, I think it's been, it's obviously been over a year because I was looking on the website and it said mm-hmm. I had done like 250 plus shows. And I went, there's yeah. no way. There's no way. Did you join in 2020? Like, I feel like it was fairly close to the beginning of the pandemic, wasn't it? It wasn't close to the pandemic. I definitely started recording when I was staying at a friend's in Brooklyn. So it was the latter. It was the fall and slash winter of 2020. Okay. Yeah. So still in 2020. Okay. (laughs) Right. Right. Of course. But uh, the reason I say that is, is because I feel like you and I have gotten to know each other fairly well. And I, I think it was on yesterday's show where I was talking about all of the shows that I wanted to see that were coming up this fall and that I was not going to be coming until December. And you said, nah, you're coming sooner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gu- guess what I did on Tuesday. What did you do? Bought some I, plane tickets? Not, I got a hotel and, and, <laughs> and got uh, other tickets for early November. So I have two shows now booked for early November. Um, and I'm coming up both in November and December. So yeah. you you know me well. I'm a glutton for punishment. I have no chill. When there are shows that I want to see, I'm going to come up to see them, even if my travel, my schedule, my work life, and my bank account don't always think it's a good idea to do it. It's never a good idea to spend money. Correct. But where's the fun in that? I know. I, I like. What do I care? Like, I, the, the point of having money is to have a fun life. I'm, you know, I don't really want to yes. live to be super old anyway. So what do I care? Can't take anyway. It no, exactly. It's a great show. I love yeah. that show, by the way. Um, so I'm going to be coming up. I have tickets to see a show that we're going to talk about here in a little bit, and so I won't talk. I won't mention that until later. But I also have a ticket to see the Encore's gala presentation of Parade, starring Ben Platt and Michaela Diamond, who I sat next to at Busher Boy a couple weeks ago. Um, and so we'll see what else I have tickets to, because a lot of things, like a lot of off-Broadway stuff, hasn't had dates announced yet. So as I started looking, but lots of other um, on-Broadway things that I will be at. And so I will be there in November and in December. So I will try to see as much of the good stuff that's been announced as humanly possible. And you called it. So congratulations. All right. One of the shows that I will absolutely have to see during one of my trips coming up is the upcoming Roundabout Theater Company's Broadway revival of 1776. On Tuesday, they officially announced the cast that will be bringing the show to Broadway. For the most part, it is the same cast that uh, did the first production of this show at the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts earlier this year. However, there has been one significant addition to the cast, and that is in the form of three-time Tony nominee and original star of Parade, Cara Lee Carmelo, who joins the show as John Dickinson. Of course, Carmelo previously played the role of Abigail Adams in the 1997 um, revival of the show. She also sang the role of John Adams in a 54 Below all-woman-led concert production. So anytime you can see Cara Lee Carmelo on stage, especially on a Broadway stage, uh, I'm here for it. Interestingly, she's singing, you know, Cool, Cool, Considerate Men, which I don't think think of as a song that is, like, super belty and, like, let's Cara Lee Carmelo do Cara Lee Carmelo things. But to see her on that stage back in this show is incredibly exciting. I was already going to see it because I... I'm a big 1776 fan, but having Carolee Carmelo back in this show is amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, I I, I was wondering if they were going to be bringing some, uh, just a few new cast members to the Broadway production because they've obviously been doing so well um, mm-hmm. up in oh, Boston. Um, but yeah, so I was I was really excited by this. I I had no idea, so I'm thrilled. Yeah, absolutely. So this one will be fun. It begins performances on September 16th at the American Airlines Theater and will officially open on October 6th. That means it will be running for both my November and December trips. So I just have to uh, game plan all of that out in the spreadsheet in the coming weeks and months. Um, In the completely different type of news, yesterday it was officially announced that Jane Lynch is leaving Funny Girl even earlier than originally early announced. Uh, She will be playing her final performance as Mrs. Bryce this Sunday, August 14th. She had previously been announced to be departing the revival on September 4th. However, due to a previously scheduled vacation and some other conflicts involving the uh, Creative Arts Emmy Awards that first weekend in September, which was supposed to be her final week, uh, she has decided to wrap up her run in the show on August 4th. Her current standby, the great Liz McCartney, will play the role starting on August 16th through September 4th. And then Tova Feldshu will take take over beginning on September 6th, along with Leah Michelle as Fanny Bryce. Um, Jane Lynch said in a statement, you know, as I embark upon my last week in Funny Girl, my heart is filled with gratitude for this wildly talented company led by Beanie Feldstein and our wonderful audiences for keeping theater alive. I offer a special thanks to my current scene partner, Julie Binko, and we'll be back to see my friend, Leah Michelle, light up the lights. Bold, bold statement from Miss Sue Sylvester, but I appreciate the solidarity. I appreciate the clarity. There is a million rumor mills that that could have gone through. I think that she handled that correctly. I wish she had handled her Twitter handle correctly a couple, you know, a week ago or so. Um, But I think that this was definitely a a wonderful step in like, hey, I'm going to be back. I want to support everybody. It's been fine. I just got to go. It just seems like there's a lot of drama there. And we've talked about it with the the whole Beanie fiasco. It, it but she just, even said in a statement, she said, no drama, period. <laughs> so I was did. like, Jane, Jane just now. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. I mean, you can say that. Yeah, totally. And and, and if she's, I don't know, did, was she nominated for, she might have been nominated for. Um, uh, the only like Tony that was nominated was Jared Grimes. No, 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 for uh, an Emmy. And that's why she's going for the Creative oh. Arts Emmys because she was like a guest star on Only uh, Only Murders in the Building or Maisel, <gasps> maybe. Oh. Um, so I'm not sure if that's why she has to be in L.A. for the Creative Arts Emmys or maybe she's hosting it. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that might be a thing that she's hosting. Um, but either way, like that seems like a legitimate reason to be out of the week you're supposed to be. But it just feels like lots and lots of drama at, at this show. And I don't know if it'll get better with... Uh, Tova and Leah, but I hope it does. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So let's move from Broadway to off Broadway. And yesterday, MCC Theater, one of your and my favorite uh, off Broadway theater companies, has officially announced the cast for the upcoming world premiere musical Only Gold that will feature music and lyrics um, from songs by British pop sensation Kate Nash. Starring in the show will be 
British pop sensation Kate Nash. Uh, she will be leading the company along with the great, the iconic Terrence Mann and fellow Tony nominee Kareen Pantandit. Uh, also in the cast will be Ryan Steele, Hannah Cruz, one of my favorite So You Think You Can Dance winners of all time, Gabby Diaz. Um, also in the company will be uh, one of our favorites, Ellery Ward. She is uh, like, going to be an understudy in. in Swing. Yeah, I've got to pop in. Be There's in swing. many newsies in this. There yes. are so many many Andy Blank and Bueller people. Sam mm-hmm. Polino getting pulled off of the Hamilton tour to do this is like what's giving Gina. me life because that means I finally get to hang out with her in person oh, in I the didn't city know with friends. her puppy. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, her, she's, she's been an incredible um, support system for me in the past like year. Amazing. And she was so kind to like hang out when we were, you know, she was in Hamilton um, in Atlanta and I got to see her at the Fox. It was so amazing. But Very Ellery cool. has been hinting at this on her TikTok for like um, a couple of like maybe a week or so being like I was in callbacks and then da, 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 and then I didn't know if it could happen and I've been trying to manifest being cast in a show and yeah, here she is and I couldn't I saw this email and I like dropped my phone there's just so many familiar faces like Morgan yeah. like I just I really can't hey, tell you how excited I am yeah Haley Fish Jacob Guzman Thane Jasperson uh, Ahmad Simmons Katie Weber like so many people Phil Colgan is is also a uh, swing and understudy yeah. as as Peanut is as well so <laughs> lots of great folks in there as you mentioned um, Andy Blankenbuehler is not only directing and choreographing but he also co-wrote the book with Ted Malower and um Vocal arrangements are done by Tom Kitt. Additional arrangements and orchestrations by Alex Lackamore. Um, David Corrins is doing the scenic design. Lots of former Hamilton folks in there as well. So this one's great. We love stuff at MCC. This is one of the shows that got me to be like, okay, fine. I'm coming in November. Yeah, you and Uh, I are going to lose our freaking minds. And I will say, just up the street, there's a wonderful cheese place. I think it's called Quesula. Um you got to check it out. Got lots of food recommendations near MCC if you need them because it is a little bit high up there as opposed to being in Midtown. But it's I will not stop talking about It's on 52nd Street. It's on 52nd or yeah, something. Yeah, but like it? when you're used to staying in like the very yeah. heart and of it, is a 43rd. Few blocks, yeah, it yeah. is a few blocks over too. But yes. anyway, this one's going to be great. Looking forward to it. Don't know a damn thing about Kate Nash other than having seen her on the Netflix comedy Glow, but I don't know anything about her music, but I'll uh, definitely check it out before I see the show. All right, next up, let's get into your favorite topic of this week and every week, last week's Broadway grosses. Grace, as shows continue to close up shop ahead of the new swath of plays and musicals coming to the main stem this fall, Broadway moved down to just 23 running productions last week and saw a 6% decline in grosses to come in at $27,682,655. That also marked a 5% reduction in capacity coming in at 212000 341 people, myself included in that total a number of times, three or four times. Last week, when we talked about the grosses, I posited whether or not Beanie Feldstein's departure from Funny Girl would have an impact on the show's grosses. And as we said, it's hard to isolate individual variables, especially this time of year as tourist patterns are changing. But the show did actually see a $183,401 decline week over week. Don't know how much of that can be directly contributed, uh, you know, prescribed to Beanie's departure, but it is fairly significant. It was one of three shows to drop by six figures, joining The Music Man at 115k and Wicked at more than two hundred thirty-one thousand dollars. uh, of a decline over the previous frame. Uh, 
Four of the week's five biggest risers, actually, are shows wrapping up their runs in the fairly near future. Tina Cole and the Tina Turner musical was the only show to see an increase of more than $100,000, picking up $101K. It was followed by POTUS, which added $62,000 to its bottom line. Then there was The Lion King, which is obviously in no danger of probably ever closing. Um, then Dear Evan Hansen had a 34K bump in Come From Away, picked up nearly 19000 uh, $90,000, uh, which, you know, had some of my money in there, too. Despite its six-figure decline, the Music Music Man was still the top-grossing show on the boards, grossing $2,825,166, followed by the aforementioned Lion King at $2.22 million, Hamilton at a rounded-up $2.22 million, Into the Woods at one93 and MJ at $1.75. The rest of the shows north of seven figures in descending order were Wicked, Cursed Child, Aladdin 6, Moulin Rouge, Beetlejuice, Tina, and Phantom. The Kite Runner continues to bring up the Career with just uh, just over three hundred six thousand dollars, down more than forty forty k from the previous frame. Chicago was the next lowest grocer, but did actually make more than two hundred twelve thousand dollars more than the Kite Runner. Mister Saturday Night, I'm sorry, was third from the bottom, followed by POTUS and then Funny Girl. Why did you apologize to me? Like I did something. I mean, no, I'm sorry, because I know it probably hurts you. Anyway, interestingly, only three shows had more than 100% capacity last week. Hamilton and MJ were two of them, and they were two of the five top-grossing shows of the week, so that makes sense. But sandwiched in between them was Dear Evan Hansen. It had 101.11% capacity for the frame, but only grossed to $915,655. So I'm not sure if there was some... Um, papering or some comps going up because of cast changes or if that's just because the show is heavily discounted at this point but i did find that fairly interesting grace yeah um i mean again like this always fluctuates and the summer months are so challenging because you're like our our tourists coming you know our school groups coming and all that good stuff but um this is definitely insightful and i forget that like so many shows have, have closed. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot. A lot of clothes. A lot of closes. And then also, like, you know, Kite Runner, I know that's, like, bringing up the rear, but, like, it it is a limited run. Um, yeah. Mr. Saturday Night, it has set its closing date September 4th. I can't wait. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, thanks for the update. Yeah, anyway. Uh, all right, let's get into some other news. Yesterday it was announced that one of my favorites, you can hate on her and her scarves all you want, but I'm a big Teresa Rebeck fan, and it was announced that she will be writing the book for the Broadway-aimed musical adaptation of Working Girl. Previously, screenwriter and playwright Bridget Carpenter had been announced to be helming that project from a book perspective, but Teresa Rebeck will be taking over. She will be joining Grammy, Emmy, and Tony Award songwriter Cindy Lauper, who will write the music and lyrics, and uh, come from a way director Christopher Ashley will be directing. Um, I think it's interesting that this show is, you know, trying to come to Broadway and working on a musical adaptation. Just last week, it was announced that uh, 20th Century is developing a reboot of Working Girls starring Selena Gomez. I would like them to just combine them. We know Selena Gomez can sing. Just combine them into a movie musical or something and let Selena Gomez star or bring her to Broadway. Like, I would be totally fine with Selena Gomez leading Working Girl the musical on Broadway because uh, given my love for Only Murders in the Building, I think she is fantastic. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Like the Melanie Griffith film? Yeah, Melanie Griffith, <gasps> Working Girl. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all, whoever, whoever is playing, oh my gosh, what's her face from uh, 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 Ghostbusters and Alien? Oh, Sigourney Weaver. 
Whoever is playing the Sigourney Weaver role has a Tony in their back pocket. I, oh, oh, oh my gosh. For the ski outfit alone, I could go on. I'm sorry, this isn't the place. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That sounds exciting, and I agree with you, Selena Gomez. Hmm. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Uh, anyway, all right. Um, so we talked about the kite runner a little bit. They're doing something that I think is is actually kind of interesting, and I'm I'm interested to see how this plays out. Beginning not this coming Friday, but the following Friday, Friday August nineteenth, the kite runner will require audiences to wear masks on Friday evening performances. Uh, the show, as you said, is only scheduled to run its limited engagement through October 30th. But the show's producers decided that having gotten some feedback from theater goers who want to see the show but are remaining cautious about being um, around people who are not masked and mm-hmm. perhaps are immunocompromised, they decided to add one show per weekend um, that does require masks. I'm a little bit surprised that this is the first show to do this, um, not just because um, – I want them to because I, I feel safer wearing a mask. I wore a mask through all, through all the shows that I saw uh, in New York. But it's just like a good marketing thing. Like it's a reason to get the people like, you know, you've got seven other shows when people who don't want to wear a mask can go. Having one where the people who might be staying home because there aren't masks required seems like a fairly decent marketing play to me. Yeah, I mean, but also, like, I can see how it just isn't on people's radars. Like, uh, you know, for a show's yeah. perspective, they're like, oh, we're we're moving on to the thing. But I think it's a brilliant move. Um, I'm, I'm really excited for them. And I hope that it is, um, first of all, well attended, but also well received by people. You know what I mean? That Like, we've, we've yeah. chosen to make this effort to protect people. And hopefully there won't be any, like... You know, oh, like, uh, you know, aggressive yeah. backlash. You know what I mean? Because we had all those protests in the beginning. And it was like, eh. so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is good. And I appreciate them very much for this. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up the show with some feel good recommendations. And there are a ton of videos floating around there from the recent Ravinia Sondheim celebration out in the outdoor Ravinia theater in Chicago. We have tons of videos. The, if you follow on Instagram, the Sondheim letters account over on their YouTube page, they have four videos from the, uh, from the concert, which happened on Monday night. They have uh, Alexandra Billings singing Broadway, uh, Broadway baby, Heather Headley doing a, a medley of children will listen and no one is alone. Um, Brian Stokes Mitchell singing uh, Getting Married Today. And they have Stokes and Heather Headley doing a duet of Move On. Um, absolutely stunning. I've got a couple other like social media versions as well because the Sondheim Letters ones are like really far away. So I have a couple other ones from Twitter and um, TikTok, including from uh, Ashley Ann Wolf, who's a, uh, a Twitter friend. Um, yeah. her, her TikTok is, is in there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think needless to say... The Stokes and Heather Headley move on was amazing. Uh, Heather Headley herself retweeted one of these videos. Uh, actually, I think retweeted Ashley's TikTok and said, you can take the girl out of the woods, but you can't take the woods out of the girl. Um, when it came to the children will listen, no one is alone medley. So, I mean, there's hope. I mean, let's be honest. If at some point Heather Headley returns to that production of Into the Woods, if it's in November or December, I'm going when I'm there. If not, I guess I'm making another trip. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, you have to do that. Like, it's actually, I'm contractually obligated. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, you got to do that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it happens. Lots of, as we talked about before, with all of these extensions, and I think there's probably going to be at least one more extension, you know, through the holidays, who knows what 
big time stars are going to be joining that production. It's like kind of like we talked about with encores in the Hollywood Bowl. It's like musical theater, A-lister community theater. Like everybody wants to do this show. I think they're going to have a lot of cool folks if people have to leave for whatever reason, other obligations like with Philip Sue going to D.C. to do Guys and Dolls or anybody else who has concerts or other shows or TV and movie gigs. I think basically they're just going to keep plugging A-listers in and out of that. And I hope Heather Headley is one of them that returns. Mm. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. And I want to remind you that if you are not in New York City and you did not get to see any of the She NYC shows, besides mine, I'm not promoting that, there are literally eight other plays and musicals that you can stream right now from the comfort of your home by new playwrights that are either, um, you know, like, it's just... These are people that you probably have never heard of. And then in five years, you're going to kick yourself and go like, oh, now I want to see their show at New York Theater Workshop or something. And like, you could have started now. You could have started now. So check out sheNYC.org to stream a bunch of new musicals and plays. Awesome. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful hump day. And we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow.